Super Scoreboard. The old firm through the decades. Some call it the greatest derby in the world. It is certainly the game that divides a country. When Celtic play Rangers, Scotland holds its breath. It's life or death to Celtic Rangers fans. Would you have signed for Celtic? No. Would you, Peter, have signed for Rangers? No chance. Absolutely not. Henrik was, um, you know, I call him a freak of nature. You know, 242 goals in 315 games. You know, that, that is just freakish. For me, it's the best Rangers team of all time that we were up against, and that's the biggest compliment I can pay those guys. When you walk in the doors, there's a special aura. When Graham left, David Murray actually just said, what do we need here? And we all said straight away, is that man there? Our challenge, when, when Graham came in, was to put Celtic off the, the top of the league. I don't care who we lose at me. See if you win a sign for us, you can't lose at me, Rangers. I'd have given the world. For us. The old firm is beyond anything I've experienced and ever seen and all that as well and you don't know how it is until you actually experience it yourself. Each family hands down the mantle supporting their particular team and that'll carry on forever. Super Scoreboard. The old firm through the decades. 0141-951-1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Scotland's long unbeaten run finally comes to an end Despite a decent performance in Slovakia It's now on to Israel on Wednesday Stevie Clark looks for the win that guarantees top spot in the Nations League group And on the domestic scene Celtic v Ross County and Falkirk Rangers Are among the Betfred Cup last 16 ties I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. Did you know today is International Day of Tolerance? So <laughs> We long? can tolerate The Slovakian stumble That came after The Belgrade bounce It's okay Our ticket is still In the raffle When we play Israel On Wednesday night If the Tiger Can take 10 At a par 3 hole On the last day Of the Masters We can handle One defeat In 10 Some days Alec It just doesn't Go for you yeah, absolutely. Another good weekend of League Cup fixtures. The draw has been made. Gordon Celtic at Ross County, Falkirk uh, host Rangers. Scotland's unbeaten run comes to an end after a deflection beating Craig Gordon. And we now go to Israel to try and top the Group B stage. Looking forward to tonight. 0141 951 1025. That is the number you need to get in touch with Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens tonight and put your point to the panel. So don't hang about Get your calls in nice and early And let them know what is on your mind You can also tweet us as well At Clyde SSB um, I'm going to still throw down the challenge to you I think you're not getting off that easily mm. Monday night I'm still looking for Your result Goal And howler Of the weekend Slim pickings maybe But what are you going for Result of the weekend I've done my research Right okay <laughs> Our broth three Elgin nil Why is it that? important? Because that's our growth into the last 16 of our cup competition For the first time in 27 years They have out Scotland Scotland We only waited 22 years to qualify for the Euros Dick Campbell and our growth okay. I salute you Okay, I'm happy with that You can back it up There is no right or wrong answer Alex, your result of the weekend I'm going for Kelty Hearts Because I had a £1 bet with Gordon DL And it was, I got the upper hand against my colleague 
Please gamble responsibly <laughs> Big sums getting thrown around <laughs> in here uh, Right, your goal of the weekend I was the man who said He couldn't trap a curling stone But He scored twice For Livy In their win against Airdrie 4-1 win J. Emmanuel Thomas The Jet His first goal Is the winner Okay. I'm going for the Hibs second goal uh, It was a lovely passage of play Found its way to Boyle on the right hand side It whipped round the face Gordon And the young boy uh, Jamie Cullen Gullen Just off the bench But his movement was brilliant He got across the face, the face And then nipped it in for there But I need to mention a, a, Another stratosphere Taylorman's strike Against England it you was, love him Because you, you worked with him Didn't you No no I didn't work with him I admired him from afar He was 17 oh, was he and a, like, an, oppo- an opponent in Belgium That's what it was Absolutely yeah. Magnificent strike Gave him no chance Slightly defection Beautiful yeah. uh, Right What about your howlers of the weekend Maybe a bit more difficult well, This one Not as uh, much to choose me. from I think there's a man Who was trying to cut my grass At the weekend By uh, getting it all wrong When he said That the tie of the round In the Betfred Cup's last 16 Was motherwell against Aberdeen it might be another season But they're not playing each other this season It's St Mirren against Aberdeen So my old pal Stubbsy I'll do that kind of thing around here Hope no one's keeping track of the mistakes made on this show Because oh, no. that could be quite a collection uh, Alex Ray, Howler of the Weekend I'm going for Dundee's Jack Hamilton Too far advanced Allows Stevie Mallon Which was a good strike But when it actually hits the back of the net Gordon it's probably about three or four feet uh, up uh, he, he was terrible You're taking that away from Stevie Mallon You're giving that howler to the goalie One Here I text, oh. you, I text you right after it I went You watched I know, it was this amazing. And you fell off the couch So right. what about England's okay. goalkeeper then Is he not to blame Slight defection Hugh mm. There was a slight difference Right okay 01419511025 In the phones At Clyde SSB On Twitter We do have a slight bit of domestic stuff to look mm. at, of course, with the Betfred Cup draw and a couple of other things that are doing the rounds. So we'll get to them later in the show. Uh, but of course, I think Scotland playing yesterday, what a weekend it's been, Hugh. We we said you mm-hmm. had that feeling that nothing could burst your bubble, nothing yeah. could dampen your spirits. And yesterday, we go and lose a game, but we're still going to the Euros. And actually, the performance was pretty good yesterday. So I think it, the reaction tells its own story I don't think anyone's getting too down about it After Thursday in Belgrade The goodwill was in the bank Because we lost yesterday A game that we shouldn't have lost really But because we lost That doesn't mean the account has been closed at the bank We go in again Wednesday against Israel And we still have the chance of winning the group If we beat Israel So we can handle it it's a results driven business mm. Alex Ultimately we, we could have done With getting the three points And we didn't So there has to be An element of disappointment Yeah But to make Eight changes yeah, and, eight, yeah. and still deserve To win the game Should we should we be feeling Okay about ourselves After that I think so Gordon I think that comes on The back of Thursday night And uh, you're absolutely right Eight changes It's always difficult To do that And uh, you know They created more chances Than the, the hosts And um, I think obviously Ollie um, Burnley will come in for a bit of criticism because of you know, the couple of chances he passed up. But in, in the main, you know, he led the line well, he worked hard enough. Uh, it's just not happening for the boy at the moment. What did you make of Ollie McBurney's performance? What about the overall efforts of the Scotland team, the changes, the failure to get the result looking ahead to Wednesday? Whatever's on your mind, now's the time to share it. 0141 951 1025. Stevie Clark says the defeat in Slovakia is not a step backwards. He was happy with the performance and he saw plenty to build on. When you've had such a long unbeaten run, it's it's always disappointing when it finishes, but it finished in the right way. I thought the team performance was good. It was a defeat, but it's not a step backwards. I think there's a lot to build on. I thought we started a little bit too deep. 
we, we seemed a little bit hesitant, but that, listen, that was understandable. Was was a long night for us for both teams on Thursday night, and a successful successful night for both teams. Took us a little bit of time to to find our way in the game, but once we were in the game, I thought we were really good. Created a number of good chances, and on another day, I'm not going to I'm not going to gripe about lack of luck. We've had a little bit on our side recently. But their goal was a big deflection. Aside from that, I, I thought I thought we defended well. Lots of you have been talking about Ollie McBurney on social media. Stevie Clark says he was happy with his performance. He just needs to keep doing what he's doing. He also believes it's now the time to go and just start a new unbeaten run. I, th- I think you, you look at his performance was good. It was a good performance. He did what what he was in the team to do, which was allow Ryan Christie and Stuart Armstrong to get up and support him well. He had one. Very good chance in the first half that he couldn't quite get his shot away. Was excellent defending, but he just has to keep doing what he's doing. You, he's he's what right? His, his effort for the team was was first class today, and the goal, if it comes, will be very big for him. But he shouldn't let it weigh too heavy on his shoulders. We played well. We deserve more out of the game. But everything we want to do in this section is is still in front of us. We have to start the next unbeaten run, hopefully winning run on Wednesday night in Israel so it's still in front of us if we want to win the section we have to get three points in the last game and that's what we're going to try and do The criticism that Ollie McBurney's getting Hugh mm. justified or over the top? Uh, over the top but not entirely without justification um, if you have 14 international appearances in that position people are looking for a goal I know that Famous goal scorers for, of the past for Scotland have taken longer to get off the mark. But as one of the five who stepped up to the mark in Belgrade on Thursday night and scored with his penalty, McBurney gets a free pass for now. But you cannot go on playing in that position and not scoring. Yeah, uh, listen, I feel sorry for the guy in some ways because he does, he works his shift, Gordon, he works extremely hard. He tries to bring others into the game But when you pass up a couple of good chances It wasn't even half chances If you're just going to get shot off that little bit quicker Then he may well have kind of got up and running But as, as Hugh says The longer this goes on and uh, But I, as I said on Saturday For me He is the only type of player we have Like him out with Lyndon Dykes Now he'll probably come back in Dykes on Wednesday night So you know McBurney will probably come back out of the team But if you're going with that type And that style of play You need someone of that kind of stature Now the argument will be as Like Hugh says if he doesn't, then you need to try and get someone to score goals. But where do you get that physical presence to then bring people into play? Let me ask you a professional question. Do we need to be a slave to the system? Because when Griffiths comes on, Griffiths looks like he can get your goal. Yeah, absolutely, Hugh. But the, if, you, if you remember the very last opportunity that Scotland had yesterday, it all comes from the flick on from McBurney. Mm-hmm. So that kind of gets you, like Stevie Clark's talking about, gets the runners going in behind. And again, Griffiths pulls off a brilliant shot and he catches it brilliantly across the goalkeeper. Okay, 0141-951-1025 Let's see what's in your mind tonight James in Kings Park How's it going James? Ah, not bad, Gordon, are you well? Very well James, it's been a good weekend What did you What did you make of yesterday though? Uh, well, I mean I watched it And you know, I was saying to the producer there I would, I would have took getting beat 3, 4, 5 now It wouldn't have made a difference um, <laughs> I'm still, honestly, still flying high uh, To Thursday night It was absolutely brilliant But I think uh, what I was saying as well just was that um, even though they made eight changes, I don't think they were far away from the result. Do you know what I mean? On another day, Griffiths scores. Um, there was a couple of half chances as well that we could have taken. So I think we're unlucky, even with that being uh, having made eight changes. 
Certainly good for the future, I would think, the strength and depth of the squad. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, Alex, the change. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll no doubt debate Ollie McBurney a, a consensus already. Um, he passed up a couple of very good chances. Yeah. Sure, Armstrong, when he tr- maybe he tried to footer, think yeah. the keeper, wasn't sure if it was a cross. Kenny McLean's header, what a yes. save that was. And Lee Griffith shot at the death, another good save. On the flip side of that, their goal was deflected. They didn't create too much, so... I mean James is right isn't he There's optimism Gordon In terms of You have changed The majority of your squad You are dictating the game uh, I think obviously Tierney was a standout Going down that left hand side He was terrorising the boy Time after time uh, With the deliveries And We were on a show Maybe about Four or five weeks ago Going We've not created a tap It's not good enough Me and you shoot you, yeah, Both yeah. were there And we're going We need more Now we're actually seeing more And again This is a totally changed team Gordon So the signs are there they look uh, resolute, they look dogged And I think this is the one thing that you can see about Stevie Clark's teams is They look well organised oh. and they look structured And I think more so than anything is There seems to be a real belief there within the squad Well, you know, I like the way he summarised it, the manager It's a defeat, but not a step backwards uh, You know, you can't go from being national heroes on Thursday night To being national zeros on Sunday afternoon uh, We do have, as James said, the greater strength and depth you think back not so very long ago, if we'd made eight changes from one game to the next, it would be a pretty odd-looking team that would have gone out. But there's better strength there. And, you know, I, I, I can't bring myself to call it a hangover. In football, whether it's club, domestic football, European football, international football, there'll be days when it doesn't go in. Mm. Yeah, I mean, James, the one change that's got everyone... Arguing if you like the, the harmony lasted a couple of days um, it, it was, And it was an enforced one Lyndon Dykes was suspended Ollie McBurney came in What did you make of his performance? Hey, honestly I don't, I don't think he done too, too much wrong I mean he obviously didn't score right But other than that you know, Like Alex said He's, he's put on a shift You can't ask much more than that um, But I suppose it's obviously Strikers are rated on goals aren't they? Um, and if he's not scoring Then he's not good Going back to something that that, that you said Which I think is interesting If we're talking about the performance yesterday Because James thought he performed okay Didn't didn't take his chances You thought the same Does it go back to what you said about Goodwill in the tank? Had Lyndon Dykes put in exactly the same performance As Ollie McBurney yesterday It would have been fine Because he's done the business before Of course, yeah No, no, absolutely And I think it's about what context you put it in, Gordon Because Lyndon Dykes can't do anything wrong Because of that run He's been an integral part of this yeah. Upturn in, in fortune And I th- I, I'm absolutely convinced That Stevie Clark Will kind of stick with this t- Hugh says about the system You know it'll be the back three Two sitters you, you get your wing backs Bombing forward And then you get a couple of guys Round about that lone striker You know the way it goes In football God If you go 14 games And you don't score The pressure's on you Everyone has got you Under scrutiny uh, If you're a team And you go Three or four without winning Oh the manager's Under scrutiny Isn't it that's the way it works But your point is the correct one That if Lyndon Dykes had not scored right away For Scotland If Lyndon Dykes had been like Ollie McBurney Lyndon Dykes would be getting it tight as well I mean I don't want to overstate that Because I was talking specifically about yesterday yeah, Alex I mean yeah. you could see as soon as Lyndon Dykes came in What he brought to the team He's roughing up defenders He's Absolutely. occupying them He's working his socks off So I just meant particularly yesterday Because out with the box McBurney was involved a lot He brought, you know, he brought other people in and whatever what about the chances he missed? Is that how do you assess them? Does it look like a guy that's lacking in confidence? I, I, I would say so, Gordon, and, and that will probably go back to his domestic football as well because he hasn't scored a great deal over the last eighteen months or so uh, because of the level he's playing at Sheffield United. Don't have a 
a striker that's going to get 20 goals a season so they're few and far between so again with Sheffield United even last year when they were doing great he was the guy that was chanting about leading and it allows you to get the team up the pitch and then try and nick it for a set play or a bit of magic by someone else so he has a specific job he's moved for a lot of money he did very well in the championship a few years ago I think 20 odd goals so it's a guy that you know in terms of goals I'm not sure but again I go back to Lyndon Dykes and, and I said this in the show on Saturday I'm not exactly sure how many Lyndon Dykes will score over the next 20 thingy, uh, games but what he does is he gels the whole thing together Hugh because he's a linchpin he gets players running around him it allows Christie it allows Fraser Armstrong uh, you know McGinn all these type of guys to kind of move in and around about them and there's a system now that they all are familiar with and they're getting results more importantly James a pleasure as always hopefully we'll catch up with you soon let's bring in Ken on the line and see what he's thinking hi Ken hi guys how you doing how you doing okay. right, before, I say, before I go on the game on Sunday I must own up to my stupidity huh? when I phoned up and spoke to your producer I was phoning up because of what uh, you and was it Jim Duffy Jim is it on Friday yeah yeah oh no just tonight oh, Alex, uh, same hairdo saying? same hairdo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> sorry uh, what you were saying about the goal of the weekend and because I've been watching the Scotland Serbia game over the weekend including Sunday before the, the Slovakia game so I phoned up and said what goal of the weekend what about Christy but I've been watching the game that much I forgot what day of the week it was <laughs> right, listen haven't we all okay, I think we've had the, the highlights on loop um he didn't manage to, to get on the score sheet yesterday But he put in another good performance didn't he? <laughs> oh yeah he did He really did I mean I don't think I think Ryan uh, uh, I think Ryan Fraser is well Again he may have trouble getting into the team But the thing about yesterday's team uh, One I was surprised he started with Craig Gordon I thought Marshall was going to be rested But I thought that McLaughlin Who with Rangers had probably played more games And he been, had been outstanding when he's played for, for with Rangers as well and Hearts have been back training uh, a lot less than, than Rangers can we've been playing. So I, I felt that McLaughlin would have got to start before Gordon. And I was also surprised that he went back to the back four because he'd been using a back three for recent games. I don't know what you think about that. Well, I mean, it was, it was still to, the back three yesterday. Yeah. With regard to Craig Gordon, first of all, Ken, um, you know, yes, he's played fewer games than Rangers have played, but... He's looked very impressive, uh, never more so than in the Scottish Cup semi-final against Hibs when he had some outstanding saves. Uh, first cap for two years, but whether it was John McLaughlin or Craig Gordon, that was not a major talking point. You know, they're both fine, fine goalkeepers. Uh, and I thought Craig Gordon, fine, beaten by a double deflection, and he is a fine goalkeeper who is a handy man to have around. Yeah, for me, it could have been a, a toss of a coin. Uh, I, I think what you might actually have seen here is, if you remember back, you had McGregor, you had uh, Craig Gordon, and then you had Marshall years ago. I think just it so happens that Gordon and, and Marshall seem to be the, the front two, oh. and he's so he might have to bide his time. Uh, John McLaughlin, but again, like Hugh says, that wasn't a big issue for me. You know, if, if McLaughlin's in about it, he plays more game time, he'll be, he'll be chapping on the door. Ken raises a very interesting point. Based on the last couple of games If Ryan Fraser was fit He's got a bit of a, a battle on his hands Does he not From the way Ryan Christie's performed Well It's an interesting one isn't it Because Can you imagine Fraser and Christie Either side of Dykes There's a, a proposition mm-hmm. now as well Gone but So you've dropped John McGinn well, Or Callum no, McGregor well, Or Ryan Jack it's Come an, on it's another Can op- he play 12 It's another option <laughs> Because what I'm saying is It's uh, depending on the game It might be a home mm-hmm. game You might be more offensive uh, But 
You're right what you said in terms of the physical strength. I think they'll go back on Wednesday to more or less the team uh, that, that played against uh, Serbia the other night. You'll probably get um, Marshall, McTominay, Gallica Tierney, O'Donnell. Well, there's an interesting one as well. So if Robertson's going to be fit, and then you've got Jack, McGregor, McGinn, Christie, Affy Dykes, because it's such an important tie. Because if mm-hmm. we top that group, Gordon. You know. And with regard to Ken picking Ryan Christie for the goal of the weekend, I think that's valid because by the time he scored on Thursday night in Belgrade, it was Friday morning in Brisbane. So, right, okay, goal, goal of the weekend in Australia. It was goal of the weekend somewhere, but but Ryan Christie really looks like he's Absolutely. he's got the bit between his teeth in there at the moment, doesn't he? Yeah, without doubt, and he's taking his opportunity, Gordon. The one thing about him is uh, with Christie is he's so direct. He oh. puts an unbelievable shift in as well. So see if you've got offensive players that are leading for the front. And he's always a goal for it Because he's looking to pull the trigger He went in, you know When eight changes are made But he keeps his place And he was the one who was the Most emotionally overwrought mm. After uh, Belgrade on Thursday night And I thought I wonder if it, it's actually been It's taken too much out of him Emotionally speaking But there you are There's a pro for you But he gets over the emotional anguish And all the rest of it And comes out and plays very well again Ken, thank you very much 0141-951-1025 Speaking of Ryan Christie We're going to hear from him next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here It's 0141-951-1025 To get in touch You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB Let's hear a bit from Ryan Christie he says he was frustrated by the result yesterday But saw plenty of positives He thinks it's just a matter of time before Ole McBurney gets that first international goal. We're still uh, very happy with it. Obviously frustrating to, to lose and, and uh, finally that unbeaten run comes to an end but you know the gaff has just said there there's a way to, to finish a run like that and it's with a performance like that. You know, Still trying to figure out how we didn't didn't score tonight. Created plenty of chances going forward and uh, limited them to, to very few at the other side so obviously a frustrating night but still plenty of positives to take and, and obviously uh, one big push to go Wednesday night to, to top the group still. Yeah, listen, it's only a matter of time before Ollie gets on the score sheet. He's a good player. We, we see it every day in training. I think he's very unlucky today, even with the header and especially the one in the first half. The boy gets a great, great block on him. But yeah, like I said, it's only a matter of time before, before Ollie gets on the score sheet. I think everybody knows that. We're still confident, you know, like I said, even though we're, we're frustrated in defeat tonight, um, plenty of positives to take. Still a, a great performance going forward. So, you know, we take that into, into Wednesday and hopefully we can top that group. Hugh, on Ollie McBurney, there is an accusation out there, I'm sure you've seen it, uh-huh. that he gets the amount of criticism he does because he's openly a Rangers fan. Uh-huh. And people hold that against him and criticise him more um, than they otherwise would. Is that something you buy into? Uh, I have no doubt that that goes on. Uh, remember Steve Clark's press conference when he was commandment manager? And he got the full treatment uh, at Ibrooks one night and he came in and said he was glad that Chelsea had taken him away from the west of Scotland. Uh, this will go on in the west of Scotland. Uh, it has nothing to do with anything. You know, who he supports is neither here nor there. That doesn't explain why he hasn't scored in 14 internationals. And Does it explain the criticism? Uh, it will for some people. Some people will have perfectly legitimate football reasons and think that in that position, he has to do better than going 14 games without scoring a goal. There are others who are obsessed by that element of things. Is he Celtic or is he Rangers? And what effect does that have? It has no effect whatsoever. 
Yeah, listen, there will most certainly be an element out there who uh, dislike him because of the team he supports. It's just the 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 way we live uh, in the west coast of Scotland. And um, but I think when you look at all his overall performances, you know the guy works a shift. He, he charges about and and he tries his best. Uh, the quicker he gets a goal, and I think actually it was encouraging to hear Ryan Christie there kind of support him because I think when you are going through a tough time You need people mm. Round about you Within the camp To come out and rally for you The thing about these arguments Hugh is They go on until The end of time Yeah No one can prove Anything One, one way or the other we, um, I suppose the, the one obvious thing That would maybe fly In the face of it A little bit Is that Ryan Jack's a Rangers player oh. I mean, he, he, But his performances On the pitch Are such that That argument doesn't come up It doesn't need to come up We had loads of Celtic fans On the phone the other night Saying I love the look of Jack and McGregor. What a partnership. It's great they can put, you know. So, like you say, maybe for some people, yeah. because that's the way people are. Um, but the performances obviously come into it. Well, of course. Uh, you know, the, in the modern day social media age, this stuff goes on. But like Steve Clark said, it's not his job as manager to bother what's been said about Ollie McBurney on social media. However, where... It does have some justification Nothing to do with who he supports Absolutely nothing at all to do with that He has to come up with a goal He gets 10 out of 10 for having the bravery To take a penalty in Belgrade And making a real good job of it But you cannot go on In mm-hmm. that position Not scoring But but, but this, is, this is the point then This is the reason I ask the question Lee Griffiths, the man who everyone says We need to get him on, he'll take the chances he didn't score until his 13th Scotland cap uh-huh. Ollie McBurney's now on 14 And hasn't scored So why is there such a focus? I can't give you an answer to that You know, Other than McBurney Plays in England's top flight McBurney Had a huge transfer yeah. fee above I think that his plays head. a part Absolutely yeah, I think for some people You know If he'd been Ollie McBurney Who uh, Was a Lyndon Dykes Who went Queen of the South yep. Livingston It would be different But He's a twenty million pound player. Therefore, people immediately say twenty million pounds, and he can't score a goal. Let's see what Craig in Cumbernauld thinks. Hi, Craig. Hi, Gordon. Hi, uh, Alex. Hi, Craig. Um, I I think no. The the, the first thing to say um, is definitely I felt we were unlucky to not get anything for the game yesterday. I think uh, you know. I think the Slovaks can certainly count themselves lucky to take three points because we deserved we deserved something. Um, but the McBurney thing for me It's not just the aspect of the goals You know, that's obviously the main thing Because he's a striker And every other striker we've got Basically now has goals Except for McBurney um, But it's also There's an element of the performance level Because he's had 14 caps And in that time There's only really been about 3 or 4 of the games Where you can see he's actually put in a really good shift um, You know you look at some of the, the friendlies we had with the summer friendlies that he played in um, before the, the 2018 World Cup um, and he was I mean the whole team was poor but he was dire then you couldn't have stuck the bottom if he was covered in Velcro um, you know the, the, these are the issues for me you know you talk about Lee Griffiths he went 13 without scoring but the majority of those games Griffiths was putting in the kind of shift that you expect and was very much involved in in Creating goals You know McBurney's Scarcely involved In even that um, And I think it is People just get frustrated Because It seems to me right now If Dykes Can't play You know Suspended or whatever Like he was Yesterday Then McBurney seems to be The number two At the moment um, 
Craig, who, Craig who would you have as number two then if you wanted to take me burn out of the equation? Well, listen, I fully think Lee Griffiths would be number two. Um, alternatively, you've got other options you could give the the nod to. Um, you know, you, you, we've seen the likes of Callum Patterson, Ollie Buck, Stephen A. Smith at Hearts. You know, when he's fit, there's no reason why I wouldn't have him in the squad. Um, particularly, I, I must say, if you've got somebody like, you know, Callum Patterson, who didn't even start his career as a striker, he's just became one because of his time at Cardiff. Um, you know, so there are options there to bring into the squad that aren't even in the current court. I, I, um, I have to say that Callum Patterson would not inspire me with confidence uh, in that role. And that's why I mentioned being a slave to the system. Um, Griffiths is out and out goal scorer. And I do understand it took him a while to get off the mark as an international player, but we all know he can score for Scotland. Um, I would rather tweak the system than be a slave to the system if the McBurney situation goes on as it has been doing. The old problem is, Alex, this is our system now. Yeah, of course. And interestingly, though, we did, we did go to a back four yesterday and, and then Lee Griffiths came on, so maybe that is something we would look at. But you would imagine now... Until next summer is going to be about really fine-tuning our game plan yeah, and, and making sure we're super familiar with it Yeah, and I think that shows you the importance of Dykes For for me, he uh, he's such an aggressive boy He's uh, He's got a bit about him as well, a bit of character A wee mm. kind of bit of, uh, you know, he's he's willing to go toe-to-toe with big guys, Gordon And, and I've been in that situation as well Where I've actually played with players that have actually kind of Take great pleasure in smashing centre-halves all over the place uh, Instead of the other way around, so Dykes is massive for us because, again, like like the, the caller says, Craig, we then have a dilemma who you go with because, the, again, the longer this goes on with McBurney, he, he is mm. the, the number two at the moment in terms of leading that line, but you then have to find another one. And If you're talking about playing someone like Naismith up there as a, a, and trying to get balls, uh, flick-ons for the runners like Christie or... Um, again and things It ain't going to work So you don't get a foothold In a game where Scotland Are actually dominating And actually creating chances Similar to yesterday And on uh, at Midweek in Serbia Craig Do you not feel Some of the Criticism to Ollie McBurney Is a bit over the top? Well I, 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 Yeah listen Some of it is a bit Over the top aye But um, the, the problem with Ollie McBurney One is The price tag That he comes with For a start That creates the expectation But it's the fact that Actually when you see him For Sheffield United it's not like he's in poor form. And, you know, I, I was kind of, you know, recently having a look up on Ollie McBurney. His stats in general at national level, at any level of international, are really poor. Under 21 level, he played, was it 13 appearances? Scored, I think, three goals. Under 19, he scored one and four appearances. So even in 30 international games at, at various levels all in, he's only scored four goals. So for whatever reason... He can't convert club form to country form. Now there are others you could say that about, granted. Um, but the, you know most of the players are able to find some of that. McBurney just—I mean, I guarantee you this—he'll end up scoring at the weekend for Sheffield United. It's just so as well. You know, you can absolutely see that that will happen. Um, but it's, if he gets a goal, as soon as he gets that first goal, then maybe people will start to believe. I think you're just worried going into the Euros next summer. You don't want to go into the Euros. With your number two striker having still not scored a goal for you, because there won't be any other country there whose well, number two striker won't have scored a goal for them. 
lots of time between now and then, of course, you know, for someone to emerge, uh, for Stevie Clark to tweak the system so that it doesn't have to be all of McBurney if uh, Lyndon Dykes isn't there. Um, I, I do take your point. With the, the, the criticism of Ollie McBurney is not entirely without justification. He's a football player at a very high level. Criticism is part of the job. Mm. And right now he, he, he's not doing enough for Craig and for many people. But I disregard completely anything to do with who he supports. There are Celtic supporters in the national team. There are Rangers supporters in the national team. It's not relevant. It's what they do as professional players mm. within the national I team. You, I thought you said five minutes ago that will be a consideration for some people. Now you're saying you disregard it completely. I, I personally oh, I disregard you, it of completely. Course, yeah, of course we should. I, I, you and I both understand and Alec understands social media. There are people out there yeah. who live for this stuff. But it, that doesn't make them relevant. And that's the thing. You, you end up going down all sorts of roads with this. So Barry and Craig, for instance, are on saying, "Oh, you know, you're wrong about Ryan Jack. It wasn't so long ago he was booed during a Scotland game." But correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember that happening other than that Aberdeen game at Petodre because he had just left Aberdeen for Rangers. Now I could be wrong. If you want, if you've got video audio evidence of Ryan Jack being booed at another Scotland game that wasn't at Petodre, fine, I'll hold my hands up. But I feel like that was. That's very much what people mean when they talk about Ryan Jack being yeah. booed, and it was at Petodre. Yeah, well, listen, I understand it was totally bang out of order as well because Absolutely. he's representing his country. So I, I understand why that happened up there, Gordon. And uh, listen, see the players. I think for the most important person in the whole shooting match here is is uh, Stevie Clark because obviously he wants the boy to do well. He's picking him, and he just has to keep working his corner, try and nick a goal from somewhere. It doesn't matter if it's off his backside. Uh-huh. Just try and get up and running. Do his confidence a world of good because it seems as if the players are acknowledging his work rate. Thanks, Craig. We're going to speak to Sean and Blantyre very soon. Just let me bring you up to speed on something that we're trying to help out with this week. You may have heard it uh, that we're supporting the Scottish National Blood Transfusion Service, a season of blood donation sessions at football grounds across the country. I'm actually going along on Thursday, this Thursday, to Hamden. Um, That session is now full, unfortunately, but if you want to join in, the next one's at Partick Thistle on the 9th of December. Now, I know there's been a lot of talk this week and people are getting a bit worried about what tier they're in and all the rest of it. You don't need to worry about that. Giving blood is classed as an essential activity, but you do need to make an appointment in advance. Now, if you're fit and well, you're between 17 and 65, and even if you've never done it before, it really is a brilliant time to start. So you can find your nearest session and book in at scottblood.co.uk. Sean is up next. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray and Hugh Evans are in the building and Sean and Blantyre is on the line. How's it going, Sean? I'm good, mate. How are you? Not bad good at all. Time. What's your point tonight? Good, good. Uh, listen, I'm not going to stay too long um, I don't want to be negative event. obviously it's a, a great time for the country but um, the, the point I'm, I'm wanting to make in the issue I've got and, and listen I don't want to grill the guy all night but Ollie McBurney for me um, I, listen I'm, I'm not convinced um, Serbia biggest game of the national team in, in well 22 years at the end of the day and he's brought on uh, three quarters of a game and he's walking and he's jogging and so on and, and chasing people in that way for me that kind of game you're at that level you, sh- you should be busting yourself every second you're on that part and then you look at the bench uh, and you've got boys like, like Lee Griffiths and, and I just think listen how's that boy not going to how's he not going to start how's he not getting more minutes well Sean he doesn't get minutes with Celtic at the minute 
uh, you know, he doesn't start games for Celtic, uh, and he is gradually gathering fitness. And um, but I agree with you. I don't think we should be a slave to a system when you have someone like Griffiths who can score. Uh, McBurney, unfortunately, he looks inelegant. And that puts people off. Uh, the big transfer fee, as an earlier caller said, heightens expectation. And when you're inelegant and you're not living up to expectation, it's a dangerous combination. So I think if you get Griffiths, then yes, if he's fit, I'd like to see him there. I think one of the callers said that as well, Hugh. He says, but a fit Lee Griffiths starts. Uh, and I totally agree with him because uh, I think you'd be lucky... I could be wrong I think he's In, in minutes you He's probably just played Just over two games Two full games Since uh-huh. the start of the season Because he's not playing A great deal with Celtic I think the, the Milan game Was the only one he started And on that night He came off at half time Now I might be just out on that But I'm, I'm pretty sure And and I think that's the issue in itself Because he's not featuring For Celtic And uh, he's got so few minutes um, he, You know he Obviously the fitness thing's been Kind of labelled at him Over the course And it won't be doing his cause Any any, any trying trying to get up to speed because if you think, as you say, forty five minutes there, I don't think he's played much more than that over the course of any other game. So how are you expected to step up to international level, mm. start the game, and and get a shift out of him? And Steve Clark highlighted this last week. If we can get him up to speed, and he says he might need him for eighty minutes and things, but he's he's, he's untested this season, so you know he needs to get minutes for Celtic. I think uh, the, 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 what people get in their minds here is that you know managers are. Given to saying Only takes a second To score a goal And you think When he's on the park Only takes a second And you look at McBurney And think mm, He could play all day Well that would be The obvious thing though Sean I think he's got Six Celtic appearances This season One start And on that start He came off at half time And the other five You know he's, he's a second half sub So is it perhaps Beyond him to go in And start international games At the moment no, I mean I get I get the point of it his appearances, his game time, and there is an element of match sharpness. But for me, the minutes that the Ollie McBurney came on that that game, I'm I'm felt more with confidence at the thought of an unfit Lee Griffiths coming on than a apparently fully fit Ollie McBurney. And whether or not he gets a goal or not, as I said, it should be it, he should be able to come off that part. And everybody's at least saying, you know what, he ran his mm. he ran his legs off in the fifteen twenty. Had it not went to extra time, but even an extra time. And he doesn't But, but, but the, I wonder Sean Would you agree that he put in much more If it's all about shift Did they put in much more of a shift yesterday? Yeah he, yeah, he definitely I feel as though he did I don't feel as if watching the Serbia game That he, he played as if it was a, a pivotal and monumental game In the Scottish Well the Scottish national team's history It didn't It didn't feel like that when he came on um, And that, again I'm, I'm looking at Ali Griffiths and thinking he comes on for three minutes and I think he just done doggies from side to side trying to shut down defenders. I get it's because it's three minutes to go, but I reckon Lee Griffiths does that for about 75 minutes on had he came on. We might not even have the extra time because you know there's a chance of a goal. With McBurney, I, I get the level he plays it. I, obviously, he's brilliant in some way, shape or form to beat that level, but at no point did I think we were getting a goal. If anything, you're going right, he's playing out for the draw here and trying to see this out now. Yep. Interesting I think a lot of people are Sort of splitting this one Thanks to Sean and Blantyre Let's bring in Chris Who's a Celtic fan from Cardonald Hi Chris Hi guys Ethan How are you all tonight? Good, oh good Chris So good How are you? Good Yeah I'm very well good, Thanks man. for asking uh, Yeah just to kind of Hanker back a wee bit To the argument about McBurney 
guys were mentioning earlier on about social media reports and various slanders get around the fact that guys are, are Rangers fan and, and that's why he's taking a, a hard time. I totally agree with you on this. I, I don't I think when it comes to Scotland, Rangers and, and Celtic fans tend to for the first time ever stand shoulder to shoulder and it's a pleasure to see and it's a pleasure to be amongst. I think that a lot of Scotland fans have a, a bit of an issue with, with McBurney is this, the footage that we've seen the other year from, I think it was Sunderland, where he seemed to be quite dismissive of going away with Scotland. It was a Bournemouth, wasn't it? I think it was John Flake he was talking to at the time. And I was wondering what the panel thought about that. Well, these things live with you. Uh, and you're absolutely correct in what you say, Chris, that you know people had a look at it and thought, this heart's not in this at all. Yeah. Um, so it, it does tend to live with you. I, I'm just thinking, though, that the scenes that we saw... After the game in Belgrade Where they're doing the conga And doing the yes sir I can boogie And all the business That was a group of players Who were in it together And a a, a few days later It's sad if the unity has turned to disunity And there are people focusing on one particular player As I say This is football If you go 14 games without scoring And you're the guy up front You are under the microscope But I think we have to give them some more time. Yes, the transfer fee is a problem. Yes, that video is a problem. Yes, the inelegant look of him is a problem. But he didn't get into the English Premier League by being a complete haddie. Here's the thing about that video, uh, Chris, because he has addressed it. I think Chris Wilder addressed it as well. They felt that, you know, it was kind of taken out of context and he, and he said he was joking and he's apologised, whatever it was. Now, I get that people don't necessarily believe that. You know, that's absolutely fine. But sometimes actions speak louder than words. And it is worth bearing in mind that, that this is not a guy that we've just stumbled upon after he became a £20 million striker. Ollie McBurney turned up time and time again for Scotland under-19s. He then came and turned up yeah. time and time again for Scotland under-21s. And he turns up time and time again for the national squad as well I think he pulled out Of one of the recent ones Injured But he's, he's he's generally Always there He went to Peru He went to Mexico And even In amongst all the criticism He always tends to be there Does that not Speak louder than that Some video That was yeah. seen From a tunnel Last season well, well, I'm not questioning The boy's ability Sorry if I came across The wrong way No no but I'm talking About commitment about commitment I'm not saying he's not committed to the cause And I guess there's probably that kind of talk Goes on a lot between players And every international camp You know, they've got their ups and downs And positive and negatives The point I was trying to make was I think it's probably easier to maybe Everybody wants to pin the tail on The, the villain type thing after a result Particularly after one that was so good And perhaps the boy's getting a wee bit of a, a rough ride Because of these comments I don't think it's because he's a Rangers player And again the fact that he's not scored for so many goals, uh, sorry, so many goals for Scotland or any for Scotland. Yeah, he's obviously his transfer fees speak for himself. However, I still think they're inflated down there. Ask me to offer an opinion on who else I would have in there outside of Lyndon Dykes, who obviously was, I think, was he suspended? The other night, yes, was yes. he injured? Suspended. He was suspended, yes. Um, I mean, I'm not sure, but then I don't necessarily think that means that we have to play. Because Lyndon Dyke seems to have made this position his own with a large a target man and a man to play off him. Uh, you know, I think Scotland's fell victim to that for decades. And it's, I mean, you look at our midfield now, you look at some of the most talented players we have in the squad, no one's coming through. No small guys. These guys wouldn't have been given a chance a wee while ago. So 
Um, but anyway, the point I was trying to make was I do think it's because he's a Rangers fan. I love to see Rangers and Celtic fans coming together during these games. It's, it's, a first, it's one of the first, uh, sorry, few times that I can actually stand with my Rangers supporting friends and we all cheer the same yeah. thing, you know. How do you think, Chris, just because of, of the sort of timing of this, because we're now bringing everything up, aren't we, from, from previous games, how do you think he did yesterday? Is the criticism today over the top or is it justified? I think it's over the top because I think he had a couple of decent chances and you know especially the one he's one and one with the boys right in front of goal he doesn't manage to get enough of his boot on it and, and you know you're, immediately you're shouting at the screen it's easier to score but you know the one that's standing there you know uh, and I guess it's, it's easy to be a you know, a, tea, a, a armchair or a TV expert call it what you will and I don't doubt the boy's ability and I think the longer you go without scoring the heavier it weighs on your shoulders the more of a, a burden it becomes yeah. And yeah, whoever it was you mentioned earlier, I think only needs a goal and he'll be off and running. It's, it's probably right. The problem for him, I think, is that Lyndon Dykes, if he keeps up that kind of performance, you know, it's going to take a lot yeah. to put him back out of that side. Um, and I don't see... Again, when Lee Griffiths gets more games for Celtic, gets more up to much speed. And again, I would have had him on earlier. In fact, I would have had him on earlier the other night again on the previous match on Friday night. Um, however, I don't think Ollie McBurney's a bad player by any manner of means. He's taking a wee bit of a hard time, but everybody loves to, to, to pin the tail on a fall guy, don't they? It's got to be someone's fault. I feel a wee bit sorry for the guy, but hey, I bet he's sitting in a house far bigger than I am at the moment. <laughs> it's usually easy to blame Hugh Keevans. That's what we usually do when things go wrong. So he's getting the night off. Thank you, Chris. And Cardonald, that takes us up to this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It's beat the pundit time. How's your knowledge? Is it good? Do you fancy your chances? Come on here. Take on Alex Ray or Hugh Evans and win yourself a signed ball. 01419511025 and the lines close at seven. Beat the pundits up next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the second hour of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens are here We kicked off looking at Scotland's result yesterday uh, What it means going forward Lots of people wanting to have their say on Ollie McBurney and his place in the team uh, Anything else that you think we've missed Give us a call 01419511025 And of course the draw for the Betfred Cup last 16 Has been made Some interesting ties in there So if you've any thoughts on that Get in touch and let the panel know Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, forget the Betfred Cup for now. Forget the Nations League. This is the one they all want to win. Beat the pundit time. Gary is calling in from Barhead tonight. How's it going, Gary? Not bad. How's yourself, mate? Yep, can't complain at all, Gary. Would you have a preference? How do the Monday night audience view these two? Is it, who's stronger out of Alex Ray or Hugh Keevans? Um, definitely Shug. He's always the strongest. Oh, I don't know about Ooh. that. You get a bit of a pace in a couple of weeks ago. Don't think I've forgotten once. about it. it once. I'll never forget about it. I play it back to myself if I'm feeling low. Right, heads. It is Hugh. Tails. It's Alex. Is it once or is it twice? Hugh Keevens up against Gary from Barhead. So I'm going to give Hugh some Clyde two. Maybe get him some 1970s disco on there. You never know. Let's see if he can boogie over in the corner. Gary, I'll put 30 seconds on the clock. Answer as many questions right as you can, and if you don't know it. You pass it and we'll move on to the next one, okay? No worries. Top man, your 30 seconds starts now. Which Scottish Premiership side has Slovakia's Pavel Zafranko played for? St Johnson. Who left Hamilton Ackies for Rangers in 2018? 
Um, pass. How many points does Scotland have in their Nations League group? Uh, ten. Which side will Motherwell face in the Betfred Cup last 16? Uh, pass. How many games did Scotland win at Euro 96? Uh, one. Where did Celtic sign Georgia Samaras from? Uh, uh, pass. Who managed Rangers to their most recent domestic treble? Um, that would have been... Okay, let's bring Hugh Keevans back Hugh, can you hear us? I can Same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts Now Which Scottish Premiership side Has Slovakia's Pavel Zafranco played for? Um, St Mirren Who left Hamilton Ackies for Rangers In January 2018? Pass How many points does Scotland have In their nation's league group? 10 Which side will Motherwell face In the Betfred Cup last 16? St Johnston How many games did Scotland win at Euro 96? Um, one Where did Celtic sign Georgios Samaras from? Um, Man City Who managed Rangers to their most recent domestic treble? Big Alec McLeish Okay, okay Gary, how do you think it went? Oh, I'll give that Samaras question the one and slash I will go that No, you'll be kicking yourself <laughs> You'll be kicking yourself That's what happens when the pressure's on though, Gary, isn't it? I know, that's that, mate, aye Right, first one uh, It was mentioned yesterday You should remember him He came on against Scotland Pavel Zafranco Dundee United Say that again Dundee your United <laughs> Dundee United Pavel Zafranco None of you got it Who mm. left Hamilton Ackies for Rangers in January 2018? I felt guilty there See if you had got that right I was going to take it off you Because I don't think I said January for Gary But it doesn't make any difference It was Doherty Greg Doherty None of you got it um, How many points Does Scotland have In their Nations League group It's ten You both got it Well done One each Who will Motherwell face In the Betfred Cup St Johnston I'm afraid Gary So Hugo's 2-1 in okay. front You did know That Scotland only won once Euro 96 It was against Switzerland uh, But unfortunately Hugh got it as well So he stays one in front This is the one Gary You're going to hear this In your sleep Where did Celtic yep. sign Samaras from <laughs> Man City Hugh got it He stretched his lead to two Which means the last one Didn't matter anyway But I'm afraid to tell you It was a three Because Alex McLeish Was the correct answer Hugh Keevans Has just turned round He's pointing To a non-existent name On the back of his cardigan <laughs> Gary <laughs> He's delighted Anyway Listen it was a good effort It's brave to come on here And give it a go So thanks a lot Gary no worries, thank you very much oh, Good man, Gary. Gary in Barhead I've never seen someone point to the back of their cardigan before <laughs> Honestly <laughs> It was the first time for everything m it says on it yes. <laughs> You're happy with that, aren't you? That was a solid performance from you One, two, three, yeah. four A five, two, one Yeah, I'm happy with that from you Good effort You're refreshed After a rare Sunday off I feel like Super Scoreboard's just been on every day For about the last six well, months let me tell and we, you. We, were, we were finally off yesterday I took my two youngest nippers Down to Loch Lomond Shores and a man came out and wished me a happy birthday and he said that Super Scoreboard from Thursday to Saturday had been wonderful. And he came out, Alec, and he got a poly bag and he said, listen, on behalf of everyone at Jenner's, and he gave my wife... Oh, hold on a minute. Oh, other stores God, are available. Best of gear as well. Yeah. And what was it he gave you? Goodies. Ladies toiletries and stuff like that Oh what a celebrity this guy is, honestly. You fancy a wee run up there tomorrow? What a celebrity <laughs> this guy is, unbelievable. But that was it He just wanted to say That Clyde won He thought had Lifted the mood of the nation Since Thursday Well I mean yes. I think Stevie Clark The players did that But we yeah. were just happy to, to play a part Because I've never known Anything like it From the six you can't, hours You can a freebie From, from the <laughs> six an, hours On I Thursday nice cashmere, uh, A cashmere scarf Delivered as well From uh, right. Johnson's of Elgin uh, Brilliant Honestly This is just getting out of hand Other 
Cashmere The whole sale retailers are available I don't know where to go from here 01419511025 I haven't nothing yet by the way But that's fine That's the way I like it Man of the people Not interested KFC it's on its not, way Not interested in your nonsense I'll give, give us a you call. some of my toilets <laughs> You're quite alright thanks You need you need the anti-aging cream more than me You bet Right let's bring in Jack and Canvas Lang How's it going Jack? How you doing guys alright? Alright Good What have you got for us? How's up? I think that this, this whole debate is just a bit nonsense, really. Yeah. I mean, this is a young striker, but like, I've not been all about Burnley. Mm-hmm. A guy that's came in, he's, he did one issue with an injury. Apart from that, you could you could write a list along as my arm about guys that have dealt with injuries and no interest anymore. He's, I mean, when he hits a, when he hits when he hits a, a goal, it's going to keep coming. It's not as if when a prolific team has scored loads of goals and he's the only one that's no scoring. The guy stood up in one of the biggest penalty shouts in our history and buried it. So, I mean, I mean, I, I'm I'm scared this is going to put the guy off playing for Scotland. To be honest with you, I'm quite sure that that's, point. It's, it's... That, that's a good point, you because we are the first to say, are these guys committed? They're pulling out, blah blah blah. Absolutely. Imagine, and I know people say you're a pro, you should have a thick skin, but that they're humans. Imagine we put someone off coming. I mean, that what good did that do? I think that today's young men. Of the social media age I'm quite sure that Olimit Burney Is well aware of what they, they say about him I'm quite sure It makes no difference at all to him uh, Young players have to get used to that White noise as they call it uh, The one good thing in his favour He's got Steve Clark And Steve Clark is not interested In what anybody thinks about Olimit Burney Apart from himself John Carver And Stephen Reid His backroom team So what people say on Twitter is neither here nor there. It will not influence McBurney. It will not influence Steve Clark. But I'm sure you'd agree. It's about an assumption, Hugh, isn't it? It's about an assumption it's not going to affect the guy's game. I mean, you don't know how that guy's taking it. I mean, I think you should get behind the guy. I mean, Lee Griffiths has only, only got four international goals in the last eight years. Two of them were against England. And that doesn't mean he's a bad striker. It just means his chances haven't came to him yet. We're not, we're never, we're not the prolific goal scorer since... Kenny Douglas, Alan McCoyst. I mean, I, I mean, just uh, the guy's turning up. The guy's trying. The guy, make, people are saying he's not trying the pitch. He is trying. He's carried the for right. I think. I think we just got to get behind him and enjoy the moment Jack, and, I, and thank him for his service. Jack, I, think, I think the thing for me is, and I think you touched on it. See, as long as the management team and the players, I think Ryan Christie came out as well, saying they're all rooting for him as well. And I think getting behind him, he's going to have a better chance of breaking his duck. So you're absolutely right. Try and get behind the guy. And one of the things we have labelled for years and years. Ah, uh, they don't want to play for it. This guy's pitched up for years. You mentioned it, Gordon. It was a good point in terms of 19s, 21s. Now they are. He's 24. So, you know, there's still a lot more development to come for this guy. But you are entitled, uh, Jack, Jack, if you're an international player. It's a bit quick to assume that he's not taking his strike. Because, I mean, it's affecting his performance, clearly. I mean, well, I mean you, you're, he's not playing his best. You're you, saying he's not emulating his club form. He's at a national form. Maybe that's why. You've just said that. You've just said to me that I can't know how Olimit Burnley feels. How do you know? No, I was saying. Well, you're saying it's emulating his performances, isn't no, it? So you're, if, if you're, you're saying, saying you're saying you said to me it is affecting his performance. How do you know what is affecting it, his performance? It could, it could be the reason. I'm saying it, it could be the reason it's affecting his performance, you rather than it's just not emulating his club form. Well, I, I'm not sure that his club form is scintillating either I wish the guy all the best We've tried to back him since 6 o'clock this evening But you cannot overlook the fact that he's still looking for that first goal And until 
or when he gets that first goal, this mm. will forever be mentioned in association with Ollie McBurney. Where does that get us though? Because that was going to be my next point. It, it's become it's become a thing. And then, uh-huh. by the way, I can hear people saying, "Well, you're the ones that are talking about it," but, but we sort of react to the way fans feel, and, and you see it in social media and, and the calls and so on. But it's now a thing. Lyndon Dykes will play, uh-huh. no doubt about it, on Wednesday night. Yeah. Ollie McBurney, come on. There's um, at what point does it become? Confirmation bias you Where you're looking For Ollie McBurney To do something wrong And then he misses a chance And then people leap on it And then do you know what Down the line He might have to come in And start again And he might not score then either But it's just going to Ramp it up And ramp it up And ramp it up How does that benefit anyone? But I, I agree But everything becomes a thing Tierney and Robertson How do you fit them Into the same side? Uh, Fraser Does Fraser get his place back At Christie's expense? Everything becomes a thing and this is a big thing though This yeah. is bigger than those One goal changed it all But that's what I'm saying Alex We can't yeah. guarantee that he scores Absolutely. on his next appearance Or the one after that Or the one after that Yeah So and, do, 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 and, do, do we need to take a collective approach To backing off it a little bit? Gordon It doesn't necessarily mean that Because he doesn't score in his next game That we'll actually leap on again Because he actually might put in a really good shift There might be a positive result mm. on it And then it becomes a collective The team have done great But uh, that's what I'm saying I wonder if that's possible Because actually j- the performance from him yesterday was alright yeah, It was just the goal scoring gone, yeah. bit But he is now in such a place amongst the, the debate That a, any room for something to be held against him Will yeah, be held we'll against him Yeah and I think I, we have to cut him some slack in that respect then Because it, as you said it doesn't do him any any good It doesn't. But it's about getting the right balance Gordon It's just about not coming on here and going The guy's hopeless he shouldn't be there yeah. and so forth And I think that actually the, the reality is Is the manager fancies him He plays him You know he gives him uh, game time and, and 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 see if he actually wants to step back He actually fancies him ahead of Lee Griffiths In terms of that actual kind of shape that they want to play And, and with regard to things that become a thing Alfredo Morelos can't score against Celtic Always mentioned Without fail Every time the two teams meet Shane Duffy Defensive performances Slaughtered Since joining Celtic from Brighton Players And Alec knows this to be true they simply have to live with it. it 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 goes with the territory Final word to you Jack Who gave Alec a hard time So I want to know Say that again Who was that player Who gave Alec a hard time I don't believe me I don't believe No I just like everything Get off the guys back That's it I just feel as if There's so much It's always as if For that finals he's missing I mean they're still tweaking things Steve Clark's still finding his team He's still finding his style of play Let's just I mean, it's not the end of the world, man. I can't remember the last time they were so good. Yeah, Jack, I mean? Jack I'm waiting for McGee to retire so I can get him at the Masters. It's been a long time, <laughs> believe me. Do you know what, Jack? I like that. A passionate defence. No problem with that whatsoever. That was Jack and Camus Lang. Thank you very much for getting in touch this evening. Uh, let's hear a bit from a player who might have his sights set on sneaking into that Euro squad for next summer. Lewis Ferguson. He says the under-21 players are now dreaming of the chance to step up to the squad. Uh, he says they'll also take inspiration from the senior side Because they're trying to make it to their own major tournament For the first time since 96 By beating Greece tomorrow night We take so much inspiration for that And, and confidence for that as well You know, we all watched the, the A squad on, on Thursday night And everybody enjoyed celebrating it It was massive for the country Just the nation as a whole It was it was so good um, And it was so good to see everybody Everybody celebrating And, and that after such a a hard year. We are obviously we looked at that and, and thought, why could we not go and do that at, at this level? And that's what's at stake for us tomorrow. 
and hopefully we can we can go and do that and, and make the nation proud again. Obviously, it's inspiration for us to go and do this, but then it's, it's inspiration as well to to go and push at, um, at club level for the next eight months or so. And, you know, you never know what can happen in football. So I think all the boys have, have got that in the back of their minds at the moment. You know, we're all fully focused on um, the game tomorrow, but I'm sure everybody in this squad, you know, will have that in the back of their mind that there could be a, a possibility in going to the Euros next year, which is unbelievable, to be honest. What an incentive that is. Oh, listen, we wish them well because imagine them getting to a major championship as well it'd be a great boost Gordon because you're actually looking for that next crop I like Ferguson he's got nine goals uh, so far this season he's been in a game he's only 21 I is feel as if one, this guy's been about for years is he one that's got a realistic chance of, of making the Euro squad next summer now we've got a, a mm. extremely congested midfield but if you were looking at likely candidates or, or possible candidates would he be one? Oh yeah sure <laughs> I have to be honest with you I think he'd have to go some to actually get a next squad uh, next year's squad too where you look at you know the personnel at the moment McGregor McGinn mm. McTominay can go in there You've got Armstrong you know, Flex not yeah, even in the squad yeah, at the moment So I, I th- that, for me that's the strongest part of the Scotland team But I have faith in this boy to kick on Because as but I said He'd be in the top tier of, of possibilities yeah. Though, yeah. wouldn't he? Yeah without doubt uh, You look at uh, his performances for Aberdeen I Actually he, he has an intelligence He buys free kicks He's cute He knows when to uh, kind of put the foot in He's added goals this season I think he's got a wee bit of everything And if he develops in the right way I'm sure he will become a full international in time We certainly wish the under-21s well They're going to try and beat Greece tomorrow night uh, And get back to the Euros for the first time since 96 Even longer uh, than, than the, the, the A squad Let's bring in Andy who's in Cowcaddens Hi Andy Hi hi, panel um, uh, Just on the debate about Ollie McBurney um, First of all, um, I'm a huge Scotland fan I mean I've been been there the whole last 20 years, home and away. I was in Moscow last October, been Lithuania, the whole, the whole, everywhere in Europe. And so I really back the team 100%, but I can't help but be critical um, while I'm on at Burnley just now. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm bemused. Um, a, lot of the, a lot of the guys and his peers, Steve Clark, for example, are saying they were happy with his performance yesterday. I think the guy... Saunters the best description would be saunters about the park. I mean, if you're lacking, if you're not playing, Alec will know this because Alec played at top level. If you're not having a good game, you make up the hard work. If you, you know you're playing badly if you if sometimes your head's down, but you can still chase balls down and close. You can close defenders down. The guy's not even doing that. He's just sauntering about the park, and he's he's. His, um, his effort looks minimal to me I'm, I'm Andy, afraid Andy I don't know what game you're watching mate It's a total opposite to me uh, I see a boy who's charging about He's trying to fight his Are we corner. talking specifically yesterday at the moment? Yeah, yeah absolutely Yeah, I, uh, Listen, that's the game we were focusing on He got his, his start yesterday And uh, i seen a guy trying to work his corner uh, Again, he, he, we've mentioned He passed up a couple of good chop chances Where he didn't get the shot off quick enough Yep. But it's difficult to You're up, you're fighting about But you, you can't say this guy lacks effort He's Believe me, he's no sauntering about That's, If one thing you can label this guy is He puts a shift in mm, Well I'll have to agree, disagree with you there Alec I mean, I mean I'm not seeing I mean, I, I played football At no bad level I didn't I was attached to a, a professional team at one point Played junior Amateur I played all my days But I was I was a wholehearted player. I, I could hold the ball up and sort of link playing that, but I, I wasn't a world beat. I didn't even make the grade. Let's let's face. I'm not going to blow my trumpet too much, but the the guy the guy. I just I'm sorry. I don't see the effort. I, I'm I'm not seeing. I mean, I, 
he's not breaking his neck to close defenders down. I know, I know maybe I'm. I just I don't see it. Like I, I don't see it. I think there are two ways to look at a, a twenty million pound fee. Uh, one is it creates a burden of expectation, and all uh, McBurney has yet to deliver on that expectation. But also, somebody paid twenty million pounds for this guy. Now you know I know that transfer fees can be inflated, and it, as we always say, it's not the player's fault that it cost that amount of money. But we're not talking about someone here who doesn't deserve to be. On a professional park he's a, he's a guy waiting for that one blow And if the goal comes We'll stop talking in this way about him But He's also a professional At a high level Who has to understand that Until such times as that moment comes People will mention it in association with his name Still waiting for that goal yeah, as I said, Gordon, my, my initial response, it's not a guy that I actually label is not kind of charging about. Now, he, he, he works his corner, he, he fights his corner, hence the reason why Steve Clark's putting him in. If he's not kind of recognising that and seeing that when he comes on, and even going back to Serbia the other night, it's a very difficult time to come on. 82 minutes, they've nicked the goal, and then for the next 30 minutes, you know, it's all Serbia. So, you have to kind of put the actual kind of content of that into uh, the mix as well. All right, Andy, thank you very much. That was Andy in Cowcadden, 0141951025. Ah, oh, what a cracker. Oh, bit, bit of nostalgia it. on the full-time teaser oh, this evening. Like later, you'll like it. Any 90s football fans, you'll like this one. And we'll talk Betfred Cup draw next as well. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Time for Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray to team up and see if they can come up with the answers to this question on the teaser. Full-time teaser. If you have got a question and you want to hear it on the show, full-time at Clyde1.com. Send them in. Mark Patterson's done this today, right? 13 answers, but they're all good. They're all good names. So I thought we would just keep it in. Scotland first qualified for the Euros in 92. Can you name 13 players who played in that Euros And played in Scotland at some point So not the Scottish guys I should say So at Euro 92 can you name 13 players who played in that tournament Not for Scotland though And played in Scotland at some point in their career uh, 92 Yeah So I'm just trying to think um, Ray Howe? No Nah, I mean think right. Think about it. If they're playing at the Euros, these are going to be all the heavy. Listen, I was going to apart from him. It's a bit early. It's a bit early. Too early. Too early. But these guys are all heavy hitting European players that played in Scotland. The the midfielder for uh, blonde hair guy at Rangers, Uh, Jonas Tern. Tern, that's him. Yes. There we go, shoggy boy. You're on the right track Like I say Every one of these The vast majority Are heavy Hitting European players Who played in Scotland Yes Bjorkland Uh, So I'm just trying to think Who else was Brian Loudrop Yes See Once you get going It's not that hard Yes That's good Three But I'm running shock What about So uh, 92 Hugh Mikhailichenko Yep Was McCarthy No 92 I think The Republic might have been um... Mikhailichenko Well done his nets off Yes I knew that I knew that was going to be the next one Right leave it there uh, We're looking for 13 players Who played at Euro 92 But not for Scotland And played in the Scottish top flight I think you lot out there Will scoosh this Kuznetsov Mikhailichenko Loudrop Bjorkland Tern Still plenty more to get You can tweet us at Clyde SSB Right what about this Betfred Cup draw Hugh Keevans mm. uh, It was made yesterday After Hibs Beat Dundee To earn themselves a tie Against 
Dundee in yeah. the next round yeah. Such as the, the quirk of the draw um, Celtic against Ross County Falkirk Rangers Livy Air St Mirren Aberdeen Hibs Dundee Arbroath Dunfermline Motherwell St Johnson Alloa Hearts well, we, Obviously in this city Celtic at home to Ross County And the Rangers fans If they could get to games at the moment Would be facing a trip to Falkirk Now Celtic You almost lose track of what they're going for here If they win the Scottish Cup That's the quadruple treble So this is one on from that um, Celtic going to the tie against uh, Ross County At the end of this month That will be tie number 36 in a row for Celtic So that's what they're going yeah. for 36 not out uh, Ordinarily Falkirk against Rangers Be a bit of spice about that If the crowd were there yeah. It's an empty stadium this time And uh, Rangers really have to be thinking That they are overwhelming favourites for that one I, I like the look of St Mirren Aberdeen um, you know, Jim Goodwin, his team were not that impressive against Queen's Park at the weekend. But with Obika, uh, they always have the chance of a goal there. And uh, Derek McInnes will be wary of that one. Yeah, you see the Falkirk chairman come out and saying it's a good tie. He'll be hoping to try and get the TV. Even if they don't do the TV, they might stream it. So they might get a good payday there as well, Hugh. I'm uh, just looking at possible upsets. Can a broth get to the last eight, Hugh? Well, against Infermline. Well, that's the thing. It's quite an open draw, really, because yeah. w- one of them is getting to the last eight. Um, yep. I mean, air decent chance. Aloha uh, well, Hearts. So there's going to be two championship clubs in the last eight. Yeah. Albeit Hearts are Hearts are Hearts, and they've got a strong squad. Well, Peter Grant at Aloha, you know, he'll make sure that his guys put up a fight, and uh, Hearts, you know, the, the Scottish Cup final to come December twenty against Celtic. Uh, they would just love it to be. In the closing stages of another cup competition as well So that'd be a cracking tie Potentially here as well Getting the result against Livingston mm. On the AstroTuff So it's, it's, a, it's a, a good draw Gordon Potential uh, smaller teams getting to the last eight um, And Hugh I suppose for the next week Although we are very much interested in, in what Scotland do that That's when we're now moving back towards the return of domestic football And mm. who's going to be fit and who returns in form Celtic have obviously got a little bit of a worry At the moment over Ayer and El Yunusi, um Because of Covid situation That's cropped up On international duty um, I, I think it definitely Needs to be Clarified That the The, the signs at the moment Are, are that they, they Should be okay to, to play for Celtic At the weekend But ultimately It's going to be a decision That's taken here Yeah um, Rather than, than Than in Norway Yeah because the The Norwegian FA Have said that uh, Whatever action They take Is one thing However when players Go back to The country Where they play mm-hmm. It is for the authorities there to deal with the situation. Therefore, it's the joint response group here uh, and at the local health board. My understanding is that neither El Yunusi or Ayer was considered to be a close contact of the player who did test positive and that El Yunusi and Ayer have since tested negative three times each. So um, Celtic would... Far rather, at the moment, El Yunusi is the most potent striker that Celtic have. And Ayer, they would want him in defence for Easter Road. Big game for Celtic on Saturday. But my understanding is they're both tested negative three times and neither was considered by the Norwegian authorities to be a close contact the player who tested positive. Yeah, I think the definitive is bound to come late on the week. It does point to... The, the strong possibility that both will be fine to play for Celtic at the weekend, but uh, Alex, I would also 
Um, Air on caution uh, Yeah really because these, these things Have been pretty unpredictable Haven't they But that's certainly The way it looks at the moment Again though It just highlights Where we're at at the moment If it's not I or an L You know say It might be somebody else Club managers will be Nervous over the next few days Without doubt And uh, I think there's uh, Some uh, Republic of Ireland Players just been Confirmed as well um, And again It's a risk That all these managers Are be kind of fearing Due to uh, players coming back uh, But in contact with people uh, and it can upset the plans, Gordon, because Elanusi's form of late has been absolutely wow. terrific. He's pitched in with lots of goals. But because of the centre-half issue at Celtic, you'd be desperate to get Ayer back in amongst it. Yeah, and there's also that sort of element of who comes back in form, who comes back confident. I mean, the Scotland players are surely going to return to their clubs absolutely on cloud nine here after what happened. Although it could be made even better if they can top the Nations League group. Cloud nine is one thing, Gordon, but I think you know, think of the emotional roller coaster that they've been on. Um, for example, Celtic getting McGregor and Christie back. Uh, been away a long time. Um, you know, three matches. Uh, Ryan Christie took a few dull ones yesterday uh, in the course of that game. Uh, so they're back. Ryan Jacket, Rangers, whatever. Uh, you're back, but. You've been through the ring. I love that saying he's took, he took a couple of billions. I love it. <laughs> but he's absolutely right because they want to come back fit. But you know how far Israel's a hell of a trick as well on the back of a three game stint. I don't, I don't think I'm trying back. to think who the who the candidates are to, to be starting all three games because we changed most of the team. But Ryan Christie has started he, both. Now. Does, does he start again on, on Wednesday? For sure. 100%. Yeah. Yes. And then you obviously have the two guys because I think uh, Jack and McGregor will most certainly start in the middle of the park. Yeah, they didn't start yesterday, yesterday though, so they've had yeah. a rest. I think Tierney was the other one. Yeah, but in terms of your domestic uh, um, competition. You come back here and be hypothetical here, if we beat Israel, you can come back here on an absolute high. You can also come back here exhausted. Yeah, I, I mean, I get that, Alex. But at the same time, if you, if you can't feel good about yourself and be confident after what's just gone on on yeah. Thursday, I mean, you take a look around. Yeah, the, the country is gripped by yeah, by this stuff. And, and more importantly, they'll be welcome back as well, Gordon, because the actual mood of the whole country over since last Thursday's been brilliant. You know, people are skipping along the road due to the fact we're going to a major tournament again tomorrow. You know, you've got the under twenty ones on the cusp of trying to get to one since ni- was it ninety six, whatever it was in ninety eight. What was that, sorry? With the under-21s? Uh, uh, 96. So you can back to 96, which is a hell of a long time as well. So if we can get the, the, the younger guys getting a, a crack at it as well, that will do their confidence, their experience, uh, the world of good, mm. with, with prospects of getting into the full squad. Yeah, great incentive for the guys. Absolutely. I think we mentioned that. Don't forget, you can get in touch. 01419511025 in the phones. Uh, you can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. So you both expecting... Back to the, the Serbia starting 11 for tomorrow Yeah as close as possible Yeah, I think uh, Andy Robertson will be the, the only one I think Gordon potentially Because he he had a knock yesterday He was kind of pulled out for that So he may well have to come out I thought Tierney was excellent at left wing back uh, Which poses a question uh, You know if you're going to play with And mm. I know you would try and get your best players in And, and Tierney does well at left centre back But the actual kind of performance that uh, Tierney put in yesterday Must be third for thought for Stevie Clark. Think seriously though, like, well, is it ever a really a possibility? Well, you you go into tomorrow and Andy Robertson's what 50 50, and you're saying, and he wants to play, and you might say, Well, listen, I'm not taking the risk because you look at Liverpool's injury uh, thing, he might put Tierney there and he might just put a natural uh, centre half uh, in, in uh, Tierney's place. He certainly got him down yesterday, Tierney, Oof. didn't he? 
I don't think the right back will be he, Oh he doesn't know what he, he is He'll not be too bothered to be seen at the, the back of him No, no without doubt He terrorised him Gordon, he absolutely terrorised him He out-muscled him He, he just showed showed him too much of the line And uh, with his uh, delivery as well the, the ball that he put on to Kenny McLean was pinpoint And uh, when you're looking at that accuracy And that kind of continuous charging up and down the flank uh, it gives opposition defenders And that's exactly how good we, we, we need service mm. From the wider areas Gordon Because that's really Where your natural width Comes from when you play This particular shape Any more on the teaser quickly Hemenberg Nope Josh Cadet Nope uh, Ole Kuznetsov no, we've, You've we've, got, we've, you've we've got, got him already Russians um, Oh I, I'm thinking Sorry Robert, I'll leave it there we'll right, okay. Let's bring in Kenny And East Kilbride Hi Kenny Hi How you doing guys All good Kenny. All good What's on your mind tonight Kenny well, one thing about it, right, back, back to Thursday night, I'm ecstatic that Scotland have qualified for the Euros, right? Mm-hmm. But I thought on Thursday night, C. Clark made a big decision to take three players off because it cost us the game, right? The three best players in the party took off, right? I gave Serbia the incentive, right? And then they got their goal, which was a lucky goal, right? Bad defending. And then extra time, they dominated the extra time, right? We get through and a lottery, right? Bentleys. It could have went either way, either way right? Now, if Scotland hadn't got through in Thursday night, right, in penalties, what would we be talking about? The Steve Clark's substitutions that he made, you know what I mean? You know? I'm 64, right? I've seen Scotland in the 74 World Cup, 74 World Cup. I'm ecstatic they've got through. Something to look forward to next season, you know? And going back to yesterday, right? Great, it made all the changes, gave the guys a chance. But I felt yesterday that. The players on the park were too focused on trying to get my burning a goal. We'd, we should have won that game yesterday, right? And I feel if the two of those focused on McBurney trying to get a goal, it, again, I, I feel like the guy himself is trying too hard to get a goal. Because there, there's a couple of chances there where his touch was terrible. If he had it first time, he might have scored. You know, and that's my opinion. You know what I mean? You know? Do you think that is a confidence thing, Kenny? See when players take an extra touch rather than doing something first time? Get the feeling that, that, that that's a confidence thing. He wants to get his first goal. Everybody, everybody wants to get his first goal. Listen, the hold up play yesterday was alright, but from yesterday, everything. But just that goal, you can see in his face, you can see his expressions in his face, but he missed that chance. He's to touch too many. And you, go, ah, you can see his face going, I've done that again, I've not scored. Do you, do, do, do you know what, Hugh? I was going to say though, listen to this conversation tonight, and it's been on and on about. McBurney Given all that Does that not make the fact That he stepped up And put that penalty away Even more incredible Because everyone Seems to be in consensus That he's Lacking in confidence And he's getting a lot of criticism And he still put his hand up And buried his penalty First of all Kenny With respect Your basic premise here That Taking it game by game That Steve Clark Could have cost us the game In Serbia By his substitutions Steve Clark Would be perfectly entitled To say to you But I didn't I made the substitutions and we won the game. See what that hadn't got through it Thursday night in penalties, right? See we knocked in penalties. What would your what would your opinion be on the changes that he made that changed the game? But that's a, that's a, you're coming at it from an entirely unfair perspective here. If we had I'm lost I'm, I'm over the we didn't, it's we didn't lose. Through. Yeah, but you're, you're asking but me what would I have said? What would I have said if Steve Clark had lost the game? That's an unfair question because he didn't lose the game. I mean, yeah, I, I kind of see where Hugh's coming from, Alex. We've got enough problems without wondering yeah. about if we had lost uh, yeah. when, when we didn't. Well, listen, 
I think when he made the substitutions and then obviously going into extra time, you know, there was a couple of penalty takers within that. But when you actually look at the guys who took the penalty, McBurney was one, McLean was the other. So, you know, they had an impact on it. So there's no point in looking back. What if that didn't happen? Because, it's you know, we're all playing hypothetical. We can only talk about the facts that presented yourself. And with it... The, the actual freshness of the uh, the substitutions might have helped. It's very difficult to gauge. It was a difficult period. But the, the one thing that we do cling on to is that the team dug in, having conceded a goal after what, the, the injury time, and they managed to see out and negotiate a tough period where they actually stood tall and managed to and get I, to And penalties. I don't think they're all running around the park to address Kenny's second point about yesterday's game. I don't think they're all running about the park thinking, we've got to get Ollie McBurney a goal. We've got to do this. They're running around trying to fashion a goal. As you said earlier, Gordon, Kenny McLean, the look of shock on Kenny McLean's face when the goalkeeper saved his mm. header. You know, if we play Kenny's game, what if McLean had scored? Be an entirely different day. Kenny, thanks a lot for getting in touch. That was Kenny and East Kilbride quickly on this teaser. We're a bit late here. Woods. Chris Woods. Yes. Yes. Trevor Francis. No. Haitley. No. Nope. Uh, Stevens. Trevor Stephen. Yep. Yep. Gary Stephen Gaza No, uh, uh, okay. no. Hmm. Alright I'll leave it there You can get the rest in a second Something really important Far more important I must say uh, Than the full time teaser I want to talk to you about Meet the match day volunteers With St Andrew's First Aid Scotland's dedicated First Aid charity Right we've been trying our best To support St Andrew's First Aid Scotland's dedicated First Aid charity recently Because probably been overlooked the fact that they've been hit pretty hard this year without any crowds at stadiums because I'm pretty sure you've seen them before under normal circumstances the volunteers are there everywhere grounds across Scotland every week week in week out keeping fans safe on a match day and it's been a really tough time for them as well so this week we've been taking time to get to know more about the organisation and the amazing work that they do let's hear a bit from volunteer Liz Seymour uh, she lost her son three years ago Mark was just 34 years old uh, when he came home after playing five-a-sides with his brother, he went to bed and sadly never woke up. I'll never ever come to terms with his loss. It calms my nerves thinking you might not have been able to help your son, but you've helped somebody else's son or somebody else's mum or dad to go home that day. At the time at Parkhead, they were called to an elderly gentleman. He felt unwell. He did have a lot of health conditions, but he went from sitting up speaking to us to get into cardiac arrest right away. The young first aider who I was with, Craig, it was his first big duty. Craig stepped up as well. He started CPR as I started opening the defib. We assisted the Scottish Ambulance Service and the gentleman was taken from there to the Jubilee, I think. He received the medical treatment he needed and went home to his family a couple of days later. When I was sitting in the car after the game, I sort of burst into tears thinking, oh my goodness. I know that it's somebody else's point of need that I could be there to help a person go home to their family means a lot. Those guys do some incredible work. So if you'd like to find out more about St Andrew's First Aid, there are some video interviews online. You can hear more from the staff and volunteers and there's a link there to make a donation as well. Go to Clyde1.com. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 
Final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here They're teaming up to try and come up with the answers to this teaser Now Mark Patterson sent it in So we thank Mark on one hand And we also get ready to blame Mark If there's anything wrong with the question That's the beauty of it Full time at Clyde1.com If you want that type of pressure Send it in Mark says Scotland's first Euros was 1992 Can you name 13 players who played in the tournament Not for Scotland though And who at some point played in Scotland's top flight The guys are flying They've got Kuznetsov Mikhailichenko Brian Loudrup Bjorklund Jonas Tern Chris Woods Trevor Stephen Did you get any during the break? Andreas Tom That's a brilliant shout from you Well done Frank Dubois Frank Dubois Also a good shout Well done Now according to Mark You're looking for one Two Three Four to go um, You did come up with one during the break I wonder if there's a bit of a stewards inquiry on Frank Sozzi Frank Sozzi He certainly went So I assume he played um, Not 100 Yeah he played Yeah I think he did I think when he add him on I think we'll blame Mark Mark's <laughs> off the Christmas card list That's 13 fine 13 is now 14 We'll add Sozzi on Not a problem um, Freddie Lundberg no, no No Too early Okay uh, I'm struggling now There's one more Russian That you're missing I think that's the easiest one The rest are tough Right So Mikhailichenko And So the Kinchelskis isn't it? Yes Well done Andre Kinchelskis So He was the bad time <laughs> Looks like there's three to go I think Yeah Unless there's any more That we've <laughs> somehow missed Any I other English three. men there? No oh. No No I must say I think that's what we're struggling now Where have I run Yes I had right double Oh I mean one, one of these is just Ridiculous Yeah two of them are very tough One bit easier Playing for smaller clubs, obviously. Correct. Or forgettable spells at the big clubs. But one right. one was at one of our biggest clubs. He did other big things in Europe, and you'll, you'll know this name. But the other two, I think, will catch you. <laughs> okay. Uh, Hugh, away from the international scene. I hope we don't lose you from Clyde One Super Scoreboard, but I th- I've got a feeling you're going to be tapped up. Oh? I really do. Um... If there's a pound note and There's every chance it, it will break my heart To see you go But the Scottish FA Have announced They're looking for A new compliance officer Ah Yes And I, I think You're just the man For the job Claire White is leaving To take on a new opportunity Elsewhere She will remain in the post Early next year and To ensure a smooth Handover period With her successor Which I think Should be you uh, The Scottish FA Announced today That it's beginning To look for a replacement Which it's already found In you As far as I'm concerned Conciliation is my middle name Alec As you well mm. know So You know I, I can bring peace Where there has been disharmony And hand out Two game notices To all and sundry And uh, bring everyone together I'll give you a great programme here You can give me the job At the SFA And I'll give you a great programme here By my decisions Can you imagine it? Oh, well as, as Hugh Dallas Is reported that he's One of the front runners I saw one newspaper report I don't know um, much more about that at this stage Hugh, you must say It's um, it's quite the job isn't it I'm, I, I'm not sure which other FAs have compliance officers As such I yeah. assume some of them do I think England is, is a, quite a similar system down there um, I can't imagine there's anywhere where the job is as fraught as it is up here We've got a guy, Ollie McBurney A £20 million footballer Who is getting dogs abuse on social media Partly because, and I do understand it's the extremist element who indulge in these practices, but partly because he is apparently a Rangers supporter. 
That's the way people think here. So if you give a Rangers player um, a notice of complaint, there's mayhem. If you give a Celtic player a notice of complaint, there's mayhem. There was a, an example earlier on this season of um, Stephen Gerrard and what would have happened if uh, the boot had been on the other foot and Morelos had been the one making the tackle. And I said at the time, I don't think there's a leg to, to stand on there where the SFA are concerned. And so it turned out to be because... Stephen Gerrard didn't accuse the referee of bias or incompetence Uh, but that's the kind of job it is you are dealing with people in this country I won't uh, confine it to the west of Scotland because people always say to me it's not just the west of Scotland it happens everywhere you're dealing with people who believe that all decisions are taken by SFA office bearers because of bias uh, yeah, we wish the new um, applicant or, or all the applicants Absolutely. well. Um, you won't beat Hugh Keevans to the job. Um, his leaving night is pencilled in for the start of next year. So we'll, <laughs> we'll invite you all along uh, before he moves to Hamden sixth floor. You are just the man to bring peace and harmony to that role. I can see it now. The one thing that most people would like to see would be me falling from the sixth floor <laughs> at Hamden. Oh, honestly. Um, see the, the beauty of these teasers is when people just tweet in and you realise that, that Mark or whoever else has sent them in has maybe missed a couple. Oh. I think maybe. Well, I mean, we already added on Sozzi. I think we should possibly add on Gilles Rousset as well. Yeah. I mean, he certainly the went. Goalkeeper. But I don't know if he played. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if he played, but he certainly went. Um, but anyway, That's according to Mark's list, you're still looking for another three. Who is the one that you thought we could get? Well, Peter Gray's giving you a wee clue. He says He head-butted Stuart Pearce Not that much of a clue Evidently mm. What about um, Van Bossen? No Here's a clue then, right? Slightly different If I was to give you advice On this guy It would be to never Question his European credentials To Walter Smith and Archie Knox Bolly. Basil Bolly. Basil Bolly. There we go. <laughs> Could we? I was the best ever. You see where I'm going with that one, don't you? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hey, aren't you? Um, <laughs> right, I'll leave it there just now. Uh, right, I think we're, we're. I don't think we will squeeze another call in. Wouldn't want to to do that to you. We can get back in touch tomorrow night. What are you thinking of the week ahead, Hugh? I feel the emotion, all the 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 high the hyperactivity that's surrounded Thursday evening. But actually, Wednesday's pretty big. If we can Massive. top that Nations yeah. League group, that. Puts us in a really good place To get a future World Cup playoff But Tall order uh, However we have responded To tall orders uh, As recently as last Thursday So if we go as close To the Belgrade team uh, As I think we will Then I think we could be in For another memorable Midweek night I, I, Personally I think We can go over there And get a result Gordon uh, You look at the, the guys Coming in uh, For me it will be The strongest Team possibly with Unless uh, Robertson doesn't make it But you, you look at the personnel They'll be happy There seems to be a good Kind of camaraderie About the, 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 mm-hmm. the camp Three points over there man what a, what a statement that would be Yes we look forward to it Scotland playing again On Wednesday night mm. We'll crank up the build up To that one on Tomorrow night's show So make sure you join us In the meantime You've just got a couple more On this teaser Of guys who've played in Scotland At some point And they played at Euro 92 But not for Scotland Listen, I think we need a wee clue in terms of maybe the country or Right um, Well, in that tournament they would have been known as CIS, wouldn't they? But yeah. So you've got some of his countrymen He was a goalkeeper, does that do much for you? 
And he had a very short spell at Celtic Mark, Mark Guidi I can hear him oh, shouting no, it's, it from it's here. The, the goalkeeper Kareem yeah. Come on Shug Dimitri Kareem Yeah I'll give you that Okay uh, Well done What about a Frenchman That played for Kilmarnock That's all you should need to know Hmm Wee wee I've not got a clue No, no. Initials Initials CC Claude <laughs> No Cedric <laughs> Try Christophe Cockard Oh, oh my word no. Okay thank you very much Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Back tomorrow At 6 o'clock With Roger and Gordon In the meantime Stay right there Johnny Campbell's up next